0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Paychex Business Series Podcast. My name is Gene Marks and we are talking today with Andy Gargana, who is a payroll tax compliance analyst at Paychex. Before you go to sleep, do not I don't want to hear it. We are talking about a giant tax credit that if you're running a business, you need to be aware of. This is a refundable tax credit that can give you cash back from the government, the employee retention tax credit, and because it is the IRS. It is a complicated bureaucratic mess but you need to know what you got to know so you can try and claim for this if you're eligible uh and maybe you are so andy is going to fill us in on all that that is what his job is so get a pen and paper start taking some notes listen in closely uh this will be all the information you need about the employee retention tax credit to make sure that you get back what is owed to you thank you very much for joining us andy listen sure you are at you know, you the the in-house expert for the employee retention tax credit and um, I am continuing to get a lot of questions about it and it is such a giant you know potential benefits for so many businesses that we wanted to revisit this issue and really kind of dig into some of the details so um, you're the best person to give us this information so let me start Uh, you know most companies that that I talked to they're still not aware of the employee retention tax credit Andy so Give us a recap. What is it and why should they be taking advantage of it?
1: Yeah, Gene, we're, we're hearing that here at Paytax too. A lot of questions. Hey, what is this? How do I take advantage of it? Um, quite simply, it is a credit that the IRS provides um, to employers. Uh, they can get a tax credit against their payroll taxes for continuing to pay their employees during this pandemic.
0: So Andy, tell
1: me, who exactly is eligible for the employee retention tax credit? It's going to be any employers. Um, there's two conditions. One is that you were forced to close due to a government order, um, state, local, federal. Um, for example, uh, here in New York state, we have a lot of restaurant businesses were particularly hit hard because uh, state order, they were forced to close, couldn't have any seating capacity. So as a result of that, if they continue to pay their employees, then they would be able to claim those wages for the credit. Now, the other condition is if you saw a substantial decline in your gross receipts uh, to a comparable quarter in 2019. Important to note, 2019 is the the benchmark year you use because 2020 was a little weird with the pandemic. Um, Some people might have had lower gross receipts anyways due to the pandemic. So they use 2019 as the comparison. So for any quarters in 2020, if you're trying to determine if you had a decline in gross receipts, you'd look at. So we'll say second quarter of 2020, for example. So you would look at your gross receipts, compare those to second quarter of 2019. If you had a 50% more decline in gross receipts, then you would be eligible for the credit. Now for 2021, that decline number um, was changed with legislation. So for 2021, you only have to have a 20% decline in gross receipts. So second quarter 2021, if I compare my gross receipts, and again, we're using 2019, so we look at second quarter 2019, um, if you only have a 20% decline in gross receipts compared to the 2019 quarter, then you would be eligible for the credit.
0: Got it. Okay, that, that explains it perfectly. So just in recap, you were either partially or fully shut down basically in any quarter in 2020 and 2021, or you um, either had a 50% you know uh, decline in your revenues in any quarter of 2020 compared to the corresponding quarter in 2019, or a twenty percent decline in revenues in any quarter of 2021 compared to the corresponding quarter in 2019. That um, is correct.
1: <laughs> all right, I think
0: I got that. And this expires at the end of this year. It goes all the way through 123121, correct? Correct.
1: Um, okay. Initially, when it was first passed back in 2020, it was supposed to expire 1231. 2020, right, and then the legislation passed at the end of the year. The Consolidated Appropriations Act extended it out to June 30th, got and it. the American Rescue Plan that was just passed in March extended it for the entire year. So yes, you have until 12:31, 2021 to claim the credit. Perfect.
0: Okay. Now, um, in 2020, a lot of my clients could would could not get the employee retention tax credit because they also got a paycheck protection program loan. And the rules changed, which now allow us to go back to 2020 and claim that credit. Can you expand on that?
1: Yep. Yeah, that that was a big, um, that was in the Consolidated Appropriations Act that was passed at the end of December last year. Um, and that was a big change. Um, initially, as you mentioned, when the CARES Act was passed last year, um, anyone who took a PPP loan, you could not take the employee retention credit. Well, with the new legislation, um, now you can. Um, the one- Huge caveat that everyone needs to understand is you cannot take the retention credit on the same wages uh, that were taken for the PPP. Um, The IRS does not want you to quote unquote, double dip on the credits. So you can take both of them, but they have to be on different wages. Um, The way that you go about doing that now, uh, unfortunately, there's only one way to do that. And that is to file a form 941X uh, and amend and you have to do that for every quarter you want to do that you want to claim a credit um, so if you have credit second third and fourth quarter you have to file a 941 X for each of those quarters um, right now there is no electronic process so it's all done on paper um, it's all filed with IRS and they are getting bombarded as you can imagine they were they still had uh, backlog from when they had the close uh, due to COVID. So they're still trying to dig out from that. And now they're gonna get bombarded with amended returns. So it's gonna take a substantial time uh, to actually get the refund back in an employer's hand. So I would definitely say, if if you know you're gonna be doing this, get it filed as soon as possible. Um, so that you can get it processed uh, as quickly as IRS can get to it.
0: Yeah, it's great advice. And, and I, can't, I can't emphasize enough. I mean, this is a refund that you can get back on the payroll taxes that you paid in last year. So it's it's cash coming back to you. Um, and even if the IRS doesn't get, get to it in another five or 10 years, or however long <laughs> their backlog is, uh, at some point you're gonna get the cash back and it's really worthwhile going through that exercise. Okay, Andy, next question. Which wages are eligible for this for this credit? Can you walk us through uh, the wage calculation uh, that,
1: that that we need to know? Yep, this is actually there's actually a two part answer for you. Um, okay. The first is the wages themselves. Uh, quite simply, they are FICA taxable wages. Um, I could give you the IRC code number which defines what that is, but.
0: I don't Please like don't. reading
1: it, and I'm sure <laughs> no one else is going to want to read it. <laughs>
0: okay. um, but, but FICA taxable wages.
1: Yeah, um, okay. and important to note included in with in with that because um, we've gotten a lot of questions on this too. Uh, tips are included in that as long mm. as they're considered FICA taxable. Okay. Um, so that would mean any cash tips over twenty dollars. Um, that that is a question that paychecks we've gotten multiple times. So I think it's important to note that um, IRS did come out and say finally, yep, if they're considered FICA taxable, you can include them. So that's important to note. Um, so that's the wages themselves. Now, which wages can you actually include in the credit? Well, that's gonna depend on how many employees you have. Um, the IRS stipulates, they, they use full-time employees as a gauge. So, and we'll focus on 2021. Um, okay. If you have 500 or less employees, then any wages paid to any of your employees can be included in when factoring in the credit. Now, if you have more than 500 employees, then only the wages paid to those employees who are not providing services can be factored into the credit. So very important distinction to note when you're trying to figure out, hey, how much credit do I get? Uh, First thing you got to do is look at how many employees you have, and then you can determine from there uh, which wages you can include when you're calculating the credit.
0: So when they're not providing services, so that means that if like in my company, I've got people that are are doing work for clients and I've got people that just do admin, for example. So are you saying that the people that are doing work for my clients, if I had more than 500 employees, their
1: wages would not be included? Correct, if they're still working, then no, you cannot include those wages. So um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but uh, due to a forced closure, uh, maybe your office had to close, And those full-time employees don't have any work from home capability. So basically, they're just sitting at home. They can't do anything for you. But as an employer, you still want to pay them. They're valuable employees. You want to keep them. So you're going to go ahead and keep paying their wages, even though they're not providing services. All of those wages that you paid to those employees, you can count that toward the credit.
0: Got it. All right. I got you. you um, a little bit off, off script here, but I just want to make sure I get clear. You mentioned employers with more than 500 employees. So does what what is the limitations as, as far as the size of the businesses that are eligible for this tax credit?
1: There isn't one. It's based on the employee count.
0: Got it. Okay. And is there... So, I mean, can you have a thousand employees
1: and be part of it and, and still take
0: advantage of this credit?
1: Yep. As long as... Again, because they're over 500, you're only gonna take credit on the wages paid to those employees who aren't providing services. Got it, okay, that's great.
0: Okay, Um, there are some questions around the wording. Let's get back to the revenue. You talked about in 2021, if we had a uh, decline in revenue of 20% compared to the same quarter in 2019, um, you, you know, there, there's gross receipts, there's revenue, there's what does the decline mean? Can you can you just you know clarify what we mean by revenue and gross receipts and 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 what what is defined as a decline? Yeah, they don't make it easy
1: on us, do they? No, they do <laughs> it's, not. They it's do very not. difficult all the all the wording, and every time they put out guidance, it seems that.
0: Some it of the wording they use
1: is a little bit different from the previous guidance, so then you have to interpret. Okay, well, what do they yeah. really mean? You know what it is? Um, it's like
0: when you have like an IT person come out to fix something in your computer, and then three other things break because of it. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. <laughs> same thing. Exactly. Um, okay, so to go to your example, um, as we discussed earlier, the decline in gross receipts, um, where it said like if you if you have a 20% decline. Um, as compared to the quarter in 2019, then you would qualify for the credit. Well, mm-hmm. the way they had it, and some of the wording I've seen in some of the FAQs and guidance that IRS has put out, um, they said if you have 80 80 percent of gross receipts. So basically, that means the same thing, but it's so 80 percent of your gross receipts means that you're seeing a 20 percent decline in your gross receipts. They just don't word it easily for people to understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it means the same thing. So if it says Hey, if, you, if your gross receipts are 80% of what they were in 2019, i.e., that means you had a 20% decline. So you would be eligible for the credit. It was a lot easier in 2020 because only a 50% decline. So either way you worded it, you had the yeah. 50% there. So it was a lot easier to figure out. But yeah, they. They do make it a little confusing the way they word some of these things sometimes.
0: I got it, I got it. And then, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. If you don't know, it's completely fine. But um, when we when we define gross receipts, so you know, I have some clients that are cash bases and some that are accrual bases. Like, is when they say gross receipts, does that mean just cash that came into the
1: business, or can this be based on billings? It's it's gonna depend. Um, what I would advise in that situation. Um, refer to the irs website um the get coronavirus relief page um there are a million faqs out there um for retention credits and actually there's two when you go to that page on the top there's two notices listed 2021-20 and 2021-23 which are the latest guidance irs has put out Um, one of them is i believe a 100 page document so it's quite (laughs) long but in that document they spell out all of the FAQs and they give some really good examples um, saying, so, okay, if you're this business, how do you define grocery receipts for this business? So I, I would refer to that because um, it's going to be different for every, every different business.
0: Um, right. They're going right. to have right. something so, a
1: little bit different. So they have some really good examples and they have it spelled out and saying, okay, here's what grocery receipts is. Here's an example of how you can figure it out, uh, whether you do have the decline and whether or not you'll qualify for the credit.
0: Okay, that's great. Um, and again, I'm going to restipulate what I said earlier. I know everybody, this sounds like a paint in, in the, you know, what, but um, it, it's, it's cash that you can get back if you just go through, uh, you know, the, the necessary steps to do it. So it's worthwhile doing it. Um, Andy, what is a Form
1: 7200 and how does it work? A form 7200 is an advance of credit form. (laughs) Um, Basically what this is, uh, IRS developed a new process uh, along with a million other processes they developed due to COVID. Um, This form allows an employer, uh, they can complete it. It's not just for retention credit. Um, You can also use it for the FFCRA uh, paid and family leave credits. And also, um, you're going to be able to use it for the upcoming Cobra tax credit, which, Hey, maybe we'll do a podcast on that yeah, uh, when we get more guidance down the road. <laughs> right. I'm still waiting for more information on that one, but you can use it. Any, any of the COVID related credits. Uh, if, if an employer wants to get a refund back quicker, uh, than either reducing their deposits or waiting until the end of the quarter, uh, when they file their 941, they can complete this form. The only way to submit it to IRS is via fax. Uh, so they will complete the form. There's a number in the instructions at IRS that they have to fax it to. So you literally have to you
0: have to literally send this via fax, not yes. an email or anything like that. Okay.
1: Yes, right. unfortunately. <laughs>
0: I got to dust off the old fax machine. I think I put that away in like 1995, yeah. <laughs> but it's around here somewhere.
1: Yeah, we had the same reaction when when IRS released the procedures and said, "Yep, we're going to take this via fax." Okay. Uh, they have an automated hub. Well, not automated. They have a hub of people. That's their sole, sole job is to process 7200. So they, they pull them in off the fax. Um, they will process the form provided everything's okay on it. Then they will issue a refund check. Um, no word on time frames. I know in the beginning last year uh, when this first started, it was taking months and months to get refunds. Mm-hmm. Um, they have refined the process. They've gotten a lot quicker at it. Um, so now it's weeks instead of months. But it's still... A lot of times for most employers, it's going to make more sense to just keep reducing their payroll deposits Um, as, and I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, or I know we mentioned it on previous podcasts, but you can, when you have the retention credit, you can actually apply that against your payroll liabilities. So say I have 10,000 in credit amount, um, my payroll deposit is 5,000. I can offset that 5,000 with the credit. still have 5,000 in credit left. I can carry that to my next payroll. You can keep reducing payrolls until you've used up all of your credit. Um, So that way you keep the money in your pocket. If you're an employer, you don't have to make your tax deposits. You just keep it. um, So you get the money right there rather than waiting. um, You could, if you wanted to um, wait till the end of the quarter and you claim it under 941 and get a refund back that way. But most employers are going to want this money as fast as possible. So, the fastest way to do that is to reduce your payroll deposits. Now, the 7,200, when it makes sense for that, is if you have an extremely large credit and maybe your payroll amount is not your payroll deposit amount, uh, it's going to take forever to actually use it up to keep offsetting every single payroll period. So, then it would make sense to file a 7,200. For example, say I had 250,000 in credit. Uh, I only run, I run a semi-weekly payroll. It's only 5,000, 5,000 deposit. So that's going to take you 50 payrolls to use up all of that credit. So in that case, you're better to file a 7,200 for the large credit amounts. Um, You can send that to the IRS. They'll send you a check back a lot quicker um, than basically reducing every week. And you're still going to have credit left over that. You'll have to claim at the end of the quarter on the 941
0: makes sense and is it true the irs will give you a credit towards the purchase of a fax machine on ebay or is that just a
1: rumor (laughs) you could try that for the business expense deductions i'm not sure exactly (laughs) how that works but you could give it a try
0: (laughs) fair enough all right so listen we've talked a lot about um being aware of this tax credit um you know if you think you're eligible you know you want to apply for it let's say you're using paychecks or some other fine payroll service or an accountant to do your payroll, whatever. Um, what, what, what should you be providing to your payroll service person
1: or provider, uh, to make this process easier? We, we at paychecks, we actually made it pretty easy for you. Um, all you need to do is tell us which wages qualify. Um, And then we can go ahead and do all the calculations for you. Uh, We will apply it to your deposit if you choose to do so. Um, If not, at the end of the quarter with the 941, um, we will do all the calculations on the 941 there as well. Um, So we've pretty much streamlined it, made it pretty easy. Um, If you're the employer, you just tell us, hey, I qualify for this. I wanna take it on X number of wages. You tell us the wages, we'll do the rest. That is
0: amazing. Andrew, uh, Andy, just fantastic stuff. Guys, I've been speaking to Andy Gargano, who has the world's most secure job ever because he is a (laughs) payroll tax compliance analyst. I mean, right? That's a job for life, Andy. You will never go hungry. I just want you to know.
1: It seems uh, like it lately.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Given all the the legislation that we have to know. Great advice. Uh, Thank you very much. That was great. And and Andy, obviously, we're going to have you back on again. You're right. We should dig into the COBRA tax credit sometime in the near future. So uh, look out to have you back then. So thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Gene. Guys, if you uh, want more advice or help or any type of information to help you run your business, please join us at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X, excuse me, where you can get a lot of information to help you run your business. My name is Gene Marks. Uh, My head is spinning with all this employee retention tax credit information, Uh, but I I know it's really good and important information. And actually, um, it's something that we've been advising a lot of our clients to take advantage of. So hopefully, you'll be doing the same. Hope you enjoy this podcast found it useful, please uh, stay tuned and look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. This podcast is Property of Paychecks, Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.